at this but we're back yay yeah how long has it been since we last recorded many many months Maybe since march or something it feels like a year <laughs> it's not it's, it's not a year it feels like ages yeah yeah how are you going what's changed well i think a lot of things have changed in your life and my life i finished my phd i handed it in yeah and i decided to just go to cairns with a bunch of friends learn scuba diving went into a different kind of um just beyond my comfort zone yeah i had so much fun in cairns and i just came back and i love life right now dude i feel that from you man like just comparing with when you were doing your phd it's like oh my god okay you're yoloing and i love it i love to see it you mean right now yes yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, how was i back then how was i back then like a vegetable (laughs) tired dude understandably like you weren't sleeping yeah that's right you were like staring at this thing that you've been working on for three years like i couldn't do that man crazy it's crazy yeah it's not for everybody i don't recommend it for people who are not like in it yeah yeah congratulations on finishing thank you thank you kema thank you everybody for supporting me honestly i feel like i need to say thanks to the entire world because like (laughs) The entire world was really like rooting for me every single step of the way. Yeah. When do you when do you hear when are, when do you get your title? When are you um, Dr. Robson? I need to actually get feedback first from the examiners if they actually want me to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> I I receive my title next year, March. Okay, okay, okay. So it's just yellowing right now, just like yeah. So until March. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sweet. Good bungee jumping. <laughs> No, don't um, do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But your life has really changed too, Kima. Yeah. And um, I'm actually back in Malaysia right now, which mm-hmm. is like, there seems to be a thing. It seems to be a thing where mm-hmm. I just keep coming back here. So what has happened is um, I think we ended season one in Melbourne and I had started my master's in speech pathology, was really enjoying it. But then I discovered, and I don't think I discovered it at the time when we were recording season one but I discovered that my ankle which had sustained an injury from like 2019 which I'm not sure if I've spoken about it on the podcast but like yeah I'll get into it more in detail later sustained an injury and it just was bad it just like was giving me a lot of pain I think I was doing a lot more walking in Melbourne than I did in Malaysia just because of the difference in lifestyle so long story short I had to get surgery and surgery was done in Melbourne went well but then rehab was a challenge and did not go smoothly because I went back to uni too quickly mm-hmm. and because the ankle was so injured it flared up and I just yeah I just need this time off so I've taken a leave of absence from uni for like a year I start back in July of next year and I'm back in Malaysia now where I have family support and like to me like much better medical support and it's just way like more peace of mind so Mm. that's where I'm at I'm not working I'm not doing uni or anything and it's actually quite cool because I don't think we would have been able to record 
more of the podcast if I had been doing uni because it was really, really busy and overwhelming. Yeah. And with the ankle and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually quite nice to have this break. Like I, I think I was definitely pushing myself too hard and um, it feels good to have all this space. Like when I came back here, I just slept for a week. Like I think I, I mentioned to you like mm. 12 hours a day. Your body needed it is healing. Yeah, you really needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you just looked really tired and miserable. All the time. <laughs> like in melbourne yeah. yeah and i was and i feel way more like genki i feel way more like energetic we're in really good places right now i just want to remind people that hey you know life gets better if you've had a lot of pain and misery since like the beginning of the season from like way back yeah we're in like a really good place now yeah i feel like um a completely different person especially the beginning of season one and you know, before taking this time off uni, I had to go listen to our episode Quarter Life Crisis like multiple times. And it helped. It helped so much because I'm in a very similar situation of having to fall off track from, yeah. from my path again. But I think I'm way more like gentle and accepting about it now. Like it's cool. This is just life. You just got to do what you got to do. Mm. My ankle clearly doesn't like being put on a timeline. So let's not do that anymore. Mm. And just embrace the rest. Embrace the unexpected. It's good how like our own podcast actually benefits us. Yeah, like that's that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like writing in your diary and then like you read back and it's like, oh, this was actually pretty cool. Cool insights. Mm. But yeah, I think just to give everyone a little update, Oh, first, like thanking everyone for all the support and listening to season one of the podcast. And thank you. We obviously, we're recording more episodes. We're, you know, we're not working. Oh, well, no, no does doing some work, but like we're way more free now. So we're going to spend more time working on the podcast. But we've decided we're going to scrap the concept of seasons and we're just going to do episodes when we want to. Hopefully, we'll be more consistent. And like, we're going to try to record, edit and post rather than like package everything together and post it all at one go mm. so that it stays relevant to what we're going through right now. And yeah, I hope that makes for like more organic episodes as well, because I think ideally we'd be talking about stuff that we're going through. Yeah, that's right. And when we're going through them, which is a good segue into today's episode. Yep, which is about pain and how to manage pain. Is that right? Yeah, pain, which is like, Man, I'm already working on the cover art. You've seen it. It's like the x-ray thing. Hopefully that's the final one that we, we're using. But that's like yep. actually an x-ray of my arm. Mm. <laughs> like after I got surgery for it. And I'll give everyone the story. But yeah, I hope this episode is like the, the first episode as well. Hope it doesn't scare anybody. It's pretty intense. But yeah, pain. You've gone through a lot of pain. Physical pain. Like in the recent years. Yeah. I, I have. Because I met you in 2017, I think. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I remember you limping around. <laughs> you had a really big cut, a really big scar on your arm. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was yeah, asking yeah, yeah. about that. It's still there. Really? Yeah. Everyone was like, "What is that?" And then you like you Were said they asking me. Yeah, rock oh, climbing, okay. rock climbing, and you fell down. That was through rock climbing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you on the story. Um, in 2019. I was getting very addicted to rock climbing and bouldering, which probably was like a trend. It's still a trend. It is. I was very amateur and I was bouldering one day. I did this one route that was very slabby, which means it's very like the rock climbing holes are very narrow and thin. 
So you don't feel like you have a lot to hold on to. And it's very, it makes makes you feel very insecure. Like you're going to fall off the wall, which obviously I did. So like I slipped, I was near the top and I think the wall was like, like nine or 10 feet. So I was near the top, slipped on like a foothold and then fell face forward, landed on my left humerus, which is like the upper part of my arm. Mm Mm-hmm broke that in two Mm. i remember like looking over and my hand was in two what and i was like just yeah like seeing it like i'm i'm fortunate that the bone wasn't sticking out but like it's a freaky thing man to see your own like body like deform like that and then i had also like rolled my ankle there was like a pain but it wasn't as sharp as the one in my arm and then i was yeah it was like one of those moments where it's like oh if only like i could turn back time and like my whole life didn't change in that one moment i remember thinking that right it was a bit shocking i'm so glad i didn't hit my head because i could have easily done that but had i think all the weight had landed on my arm Mm. and that's why it broke it was a clean break broke into people were like started gathering around they were like oh my gosh like are you okay i think yeah they called an ambulance and i was like lying there for like maybe 40 minutes waiting for the ambulance and all this while like that's sharp epic pain like this is probably the most pain i've ever felt in my life in my left arm mm. the pain of like a broken bone i don't know if you've ever experienced like a broken bone but it's like never shit like oh and like any movement that you do is just so painful so it's just like lying there can't move it's cold mm. yeah i called dara she started coming over ambulance was on the way but i had to like lie there for 40 minutes just in pain and like my friends were trying to like calm me down like just trying to talk distract me from the pain but like I actually felt like that wasn't helping like it was actually making it worse because my attention's all over the place yeah Yeah. there's like this very obvious like sharp pain and then it's like your attention goes out and it's like you can't like you can't get a hold on this pain so I had to actually like in that moment I'm so glad like I remember thinking like oh I'm so glad I meditate because in meditation like you deal with pain all the time like if you sit long enough at that time I think I was sitting an hour a day so like you you if you sit that long, like you probably experience some pain like in your knees and stuff. And so I experienced like dealing with pain in meditation at that time. I probably couldn't do it as well as I did now because I don't meditate as long as, as I did then. And so I was like, I had to tell my friends like, okay guys, I actually like can't talk. Like I need to like focus and like I need to meditate. And so I started like, I don't know what I was doing, probably like either focusing on the pain or like um, using my breath, breathing through the pain. And it really helped. Um, it helped me get through that 40 minutes and then the ambulance rocked up the paramedics came and then they put me on a stretcher like oh my god the process of like getting up Mm. with your arm in two to get onto the stretcher that was like bad but like they made me blow like the whistle which is like a it's like pain relief like it's almost like smoking like that's the Mm -hmm. way you can consume the pain relief and then it makes you drowsy but like it also gives you pain relief and so like they yeah brought me onto the stretcher like that and they sent me to emergency and i had to i was in ward and i had to wait for surgery essentially and because it was public there's a waiting list like there are more urgent surgeries that need to be done so i was just like waiting for surgery and this was like days Mm. like i had to wait for days and it's like when you're lying there haven't showered (laughs) arm chalk on my hands because climbing um arm is in two so like anytime i move 
it's like this searing pain going to the toilet like the nurse has to carry like the front part of my arm I have to support the back part of my arm (laughs) make sure it's like not causing me it's yeah that was that was like bad that was bad pain so anyway um eventually I got the surgery uh surgery went really well um it was done really nicely so I have like metal plate and screws in my arm now which is like the cover art for this episode and the Mm. arm's totally cool now it's like it can almost fully straighten which is quite rare I think for surgeries like this because usually I think the scarring at the elbow and so it makes it hard for you to hyperextend or like fully extend your arm right yeah but at first I couldn't because I didn't start physio soon enough and it wasn't yeah I remember my arm being stuck at like I remember you telling me this. Yeah. Yeah, like 60 degrees off or something. So it's like yeah. I couldn't like I couldn't do yoga, you know, like you know when you you have to do a downward dog. Mm-hmm. And it's like you need to extend your arm fully, but it's like I couldn't. So stuff like that. And I think everyone at that time was just really focused on the arm. And in emergency, like they extrate my arm, but they also extrate my ankle. And they were like, okay, there's a clear fracture, like a clean break in the arm. But in the in the ankle, it's nothing. There's no break. It's probably just some ligament tears. So that's what I was told. And then everyone was very focused, obviously, on the fracture. And like the surgery went well. But then because of that, like the ankle was very neglected. And I also neglected the ankle, which is understandable because like I've just been through quite a major surgery. And then fast forward like six months, I'm still like limping. And it still hurts. And... Essentially, I haven't. I hadn't gotten like a proper diagnosis from the hospital about mm. what my ankle is, what experiencing, like what injury this is, and they should have done an MRI, but they mm. didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I was walking around this super injured ankle, and I was doing physio, and the physio also didn't know what he was treating, and at one point had me running on the treadmill. Wow. Which sounds so dumb. And obviously there was pain, but it's like pain is very subjective. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you don't know whether this is good pain or bad pain. But anyway, six months post-accident, I was still limping around. And it's like, nope, this is not right. I have to go do an MRI. And yeah. then it came to light that torn ligaments. I don't know what degree of tear, but probably super serious. And there was bone bruising where the bone is injured. It's not like a fracture, but it's like the bone is bruised. Wow. And so I went to a surgeon. And he kind of just was like, I think it was like a 15-minute consult. He was like, yep, so you've got bone bruising. Um, it takes like six months to heal. Yeah. But if, if you still have issues in six months, come back and you'll have to do surgery. That's essentially what I was told. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize the extent of the injury. And obviously, it, because it was not diagnosed in a timely manner and not treated, that eventually developed into osteoarthritis, which is a type of arthritis that's caused by injury. And it's it's like shit. <laughs> it's like it has gotten to a level where my cartilage has is damaged. And so, yeah, because of the pandemic, it came back home to Malaysia, which is good because in Malaysia, the lifestyle is very sedentary. So I don't have much chance to like walk around and damage it much further I think Mm. and at that time yeah I started seeing a surgeon here I started receiving healthcare and physio here and I thought things were going well and um 
yeah, it, through through that experience, also experiencing a lot of pain because um, in Malaysia, there's more options than in Australia for like alternative treatments. So I started seeing this guy who I call Kung Fu Man and he's <laughs> like this really dodgy dude, man. He's so dodgy. Like he doesn't have any qualifications for what he does at all. And in Australia, it's like this guy would probably be cancelled to the max. Yeah. Um, black market shit. Yeah, that's so <laughs> dodgy asian black market shit and like what he does is he like it's like deep tissue massage but he calls it like i'm tearing your muscles because your muscles are very injured or like the scar tissue so i'm tearing all that up so that it can heal properly and so that it can restore blood flow and mm-hmm. your 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 body can be healthy again and like look kung fu man he has his legit moments so when my mom couldn't fully extend he was like i'm gonna deal with that and like his treatment was so painful, so painful. It's like, and the nature of the treatment is that if you're not feeling pain, even though you should, like he knows when you should be feeling pain because he can feel the tightness of the muscles. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you should be feeling pain. If you're not feeling pain, he, he thinks he says it's like numb. It means that the blood flow is so restricted that you're not even feeling the pain that you should. So that's, it's really bad. So you should be feeling pain. For his treatment to work, you should be feeling pain. Okay. It's like a no pain, no gain situation. And it okay. was a very literal teaching. Yeah. And so, man, just went through hell with his treatment on my arm. Every and session. <laughs> every session. It was like an hour and a half per session. I think I saw him like oh twice God. a week for months. So I was just lying there. Dude, I was doing the same thing, you know, like with meditation when I fell. So I had to yeah. go into this state to like bear with the pain. And yes. it's like otherwise, like it won't work as well. If you're not if he's not able to exert as much effort and you you're not able to handle the pain as well, then he can't, you know, you just progress slower because he has to go mm-hmm. according to your capacity. And so because of the meditation, like my pain tolerance was quite high. So then he managed to work through all the scar tissue and the muscles and everything and he restored like the angle of my arm dude i I went through so many physios to try to straighten my arm kung fu man he's the guy who fixed the arm and it's like no one else could no one else could so it's like you know he has his legit moments and it's like i owe i owe this angle that i can it's almost like 180 degrees um to kung fu man so you know he has his legit moments but like and he was also very confident in fixing my ankle. But, and and I guess when I was going through the treatment, which is so painful, mm-hmm. <laughs> so painful. It's like, I think my ankle is even worse because it hadn't healed properly. It wasn't treated properly. So it just was scarred up, like just yeah. tight muscles. I was probably overcompensating, like just bad, just so bad. And like Kung Fu Man, man, he's just like the master of torture. Like he just had so many ways. <laughs> to like inflict pain it's like his elbows his like his fingers are insanely strong his nails dude he uses his nails because it's like no i need to get into like the little train this guy man i don't don't know man i don't know he's actually like an engineer but like he like left that job because i think this was more like in order to torture people yeah dude and look, I think it's a lucrative business because he's like busy. He's a busy dude. And like, yeah. 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 Anyway, super dodgy, but it works sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I went through that treatment and I saw improvements in my ankle and 
um, that accompanied with physio and like seeing my orthopedic doctor, it's like, yeah, like felt good. I was like, even like starting to run again, like felt good enough that I could do that stuff. Wow. And so like, yeah, that was, that was my ankle. I thought it was good. And even though that was cartilage damage, like we did a second MRI to see how it was going. It was like, yeah, the, the cartilage ha- hasn't worsened. So it's probably stable. But yeah, that I think that was me living quite a sedentary life like during the pandemic and in Malaysia. It's like you can get away with just driving a car and not mm. really walking. Like the most walking you'll do is if you go shopping. And yeah. I rarely did that. But then when the borders reopened and I returned to Melbourne where it's just so much more active there. Like roads are bigger. Yeah. It's like a bigger country. PTV, public transport. For sure. Yeah. Public transport, walking everywhere. I was walking way more than what I was doing in Malaysia and my ankle was hurting. And I don't know, I didn't think too much about that pain, which is insane. And I think it's maybe because I've gotten used to pain. Like I gotten used to pain being like this background feeling and I probably was like a part of my brain was probably like numb to it. Mm. It's like ignoring pain. Right. Even though it's not normal, you're not meant to be feeling this pain mm-hmm. like chronically. So I was seeing an osteo just because my ankle like probably led to a lot of overcompensation. Like I felt wonky with my knee. Went to the osteo. He tried correcting stuff. Didn't work. And he was like, no, this ain't right. Like you need to go do an MRI. It's like, oh, Okay. Because I was feeling pain in the front part of my ankle. It just wasn't like he would loosen up my muscles and stuff. But it's like I would still feel this pain. So then he's like, no, get a scan. So I did. And it was bad. Like it had progressed into, um, yeah, there was like that cartilage damage. But it's also just like, yeah, more like arthritis, which you already knew. And then bone spurs. And stuff called osteophytes, which I think are just like loose bodies of bone. And cysts. Mm. And it's like bad. It's bad. It's like a grandma ankle. And so my osteo was like, well, likely you'll need to get this cleaned up. And what that means is I'll need surgery. And it's like, what the hell? Like at that point, like in my mind, I was like, oh, I just come back to Melbourne. I'm ready to start uni. I've been waiting for this for like two years. Like, let's go. And then it's like, what do you mean I have to get surgery, man? Like, I just yeah. do. So, so I was quite, it was very frustrating. And I think I was in some level of denial where I was like, I don't want to have to take time off uni for this, man. Like, I'm going to try to fit this into my schedule somehow and like do this over the holidays and try to like get back to uni. Yeah. So long story short, the surgery went really well. The surgeon's like a really brilliant surgeon. He's one of the best in Melbourne. Um, But then what happened was rehab wasn't going smoothly. And I was, at first I was super conservative. Like right after surgery, I was barely walking. I was so afraid. But then when I started my first physio session, I was told like, oh, you've been too conservative. You've actually not been walking enough. And the nature of my injury and my surgery is like, I can't just sit on my couch for six weeks mm. like, and let it heal. Like, I need to be walking. So it's like this middle way thing, man. And you know how we feel about the middle way? It's yeah. very hard. It's Not very hard. And I think I'm, yeah. And it's, um, I'm very used to like, oh, we go to one extreme and then the next and then we find the middle. But I feel like, 
with this injury it's like you can't afford to do that mm. and so yeah like I was told I was being too conservative so it's like okay let's up the walking up the walking it's like okay other extreme reaching like this other limit of like too much. you're doing too much walking yeah. yeah like the ankles flaring up swelling too much swelling you, you need to like cut down so it's like I was technically off crutches after two weeks like post-surgery um and then they put me back on crutches because it flared up then it's like okay let's stay on crutches and it was stabilizing and then uh four weeks post-surgery they took me off crutches permanently and things were going well and then I started uni Mm. which was which is when it just went to hell yeah just my ankle couldn't handle the amount of activity I was doing and it just flared up hard like flat up it had flat up before in the past so i just thought like okay all i need to do is elevate it and rest it and ice it and then it should go down in a few days so i think i let like this was the straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. like it couldn't take that much like consecutive activity and so it flat up and then i did the thing of resting it and up elevating it and icing it but it wasn't going down mm. so then i had to be put on uh, anti-inflammatories and then when I got off it it flared back up really? so I was like okay no this is not good like we, this swelling is like not good mm. it's continuously inflamed so then I had to go get a cortisone injection which is like a steroid yeah to really like um, bring the inflammation down mm-hmm. and it did help and since then like I went back on crutches um, and have gradually been going through the same process again of like getting off the crutches by progressively loading the joint. But it's just been like a journey of, yeah, just just managing this. And yeah, if we're talking about pain, like a big reflection, I think we were talking to Ajahn recently, I realized like I was probably bearing with pain that I shouldn't have been bearing with. Mm-hmm. Tolerating. When I say like the pain, yeah, I was tolerating the pain when I shouldn't be tolerating the pain. And I think when the ankle flared up, it was a bit like, oh yeah, I'm feeling pain, but this is so normal for me. Right, because yeah, you've conditioned yeah. your body to sort of deal with it. Yeah, because I had been in pain for years. So long, yeah. So it's like, yeah, the, it's like, you know, the body adapts, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, pain, cool all right, let's, like, make it not so, like, a big deal in our in our brains. Yeah. Um, but it's not good. And I think after surgery, you, you get the surgery done so that you don't feel pain anymore. Mm. That's the idea, right? So, like, I should have been more sensitive to the pain. Like, I, I think I had to relearn how to be mindful of the pain. Right. And tune into it rather than just letting it be there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a lesson in pain because I think... Dude, I'm just so tunnel vision. Like, I think with Dhamma practice and, like, the idea that, oh, we sit in meditation and we, like, should bear with the pain. Like, any pain that comes up, we shouldn't run away from it. We shouldn't change the position of our legs. We should, like, bear with this pain and learn how to deal with it because that's important to do. But it's not always good. And, like, when we spoke to Ajahn about this, he's like, yeah, like, there's some monks who stay in their meditation position and it's, like, giving them pains in their knees and eventually they have to do knee surgery. Yes, yeah. Because they've just they've just pushed too hard. Yeah. Like so it's like you need to know 
when you should endure and when you shouldn't endure. Yeah, he was talking so, about dull pain and he talked about like very yeah. sharp pain, different kinds of pain when you're going through meditation and you need to be very in tune and aware of your and listen to your yeah. body basically. Yeah, I think he said like dull ache, like dull pain mm-hmm. is usually okay and yeah, that's when you should endure. It feels like natural to your body yeah. to to be feeling this. But sharp pain is a red flag. It's like this is this doesn't feel good to be experiencing, which actually interestingly aligns with the medical that, advice that I received. Okay. Like, dull achy pain is okay. It's pretty normal, but sharp pain is not good. We don't want sharp pain. Mm. So, I think yeah, just me being real not intuitive <laughs> along with a lot of other things in my life and in practice, it's like, yeah, just I just accepted all kinds of pain and endured all kinds of pain th- for years, like through the treatments. Yeah, I think um a lot of females like going through period pains and stuff. I know a student who has been like tolerating so much pain. She thought that everybody just goes through this kind of pain it ends up being endometriosis and she has to get surgery for it yeah it's like extreme pain she faints she can't even walk doesn't get Mm. anything done her life is on hold monthly because of this pain but she just tolerates it because she thinks it's normal and but it's not right so yeah it's yeah i think it's about insight and it's very difficult to achieve sometimes yeah i think a lot of um society because pain like period pains yeah you're right like it's so normal people are just like yep i'm just gonna down some painkillers so good this is normal but it's like when you go to like a chinese medicine practitioner mm-hmm. they're like pure pains are actually not good to oh. have like it just it's an indication that something's wrong in your system you mm. shouldn't be experiencing this but it's like from a western perspective it's like oh yeah everyone experiences this. it's very normal just take some painkillers but i think as with all pain it's an indication of something i feel like your body's trying to tell you something and in my experience it's like maybe enduring the pain when I shouldn't have been enduring it, like walking around on pain, like during the pandemic years where it's like, yeah, I'm still feeling this pain, but like much less of it, but I'm still feeling a pain, but well, I've gotten used to it. So if this is bearable, then okay. But I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't have been enduring it. Mm. It's like, you're not listening to your body. Right. It's the same with period pains. It's like pain is your body trying to tell you something is wrong um yeah so i don't know i don't know what the point of this is but i think just sharing reflections on pain yeah it's a discussion on pain and how it's very difficult to sometimes identify when to stop um something when to deal with it or how to deal with it i'd always use my meditation practice in the past like to deal with things like period pains it's like okay like cool like you know that's you have a tool at hand, like, you know, when I fell and I had no access to pain relief, it's like, in those situations, yeah, you need to use whatever tools you have within yourself to deal with the pain. Because mm. right now, like, there's no other way. And it's like, that's what the Dhamma is for, right? It's a way out of suffering. So it helps you deal with that suffering. But it's like, on the other hand, it's like, oh, if that if this suffering is unnecessary, then like, you don't have to go through it. Yeah. That's also a way out of suffering. Like if you can just avoid the suffering. Um Yeah. No one well, no one to stop is quite interesting as well. Yeah. Because John says yeah. like he said, like, you know, there are moments for him even when there's a sharp pain and he knows exactly that this is not the kind of experience that he should be feeling right now, you know, while he's like meditating. Mm. There's a really sharp pain and this is not normal. 
Yeah. Then, yeah, then yeah. he knows immediately just to, because he's gone through a lot of stuff with activities in the past that has damaged you know, yeah. his body. He knows how to identify what's going on with his spinal cord and that's a yeah, dull, dull ache or what kind of pain he's dealing with. I, don't have, I have not a lot of experience with pain apart from period pain. Um, in meditation, I feel itchy sometimes and I just... Itchy? Yeah, just sort of like I itch here and itch there. Yeah. Just sort of my head and stuff. Maybe it's just not hygienic. I don't know. Maybe it's my environment. I'm blaming my environment. It's Australia. Insects. I don't know. Right? <laughs> so I'm itching here, itching there, and I feel like maybe I shouldn't be moving. I shouldn't itch this. I should be noticing it. I should be like just being in tune and see if the itch just goes away. It's like pain. And Jan says sometimes the pain yeah. is like our anxiety. We're projecting a lot of anxiety and yeah, feeling onto yeah. the pain, making it even 10 times worse. Yep. And yeah. he says, you know, once your feelings go away for it, for, for a moment, you realize that maybe the pain is not as angry, is not this monster, is actually just is there. And it sometimes moves around. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is kind of cool. Changes. And same with the itching, because it sometimes moves around and I'm like, oh, I don't actually need to reach over and itch it. Eventually it goes away. And I'm like, ooh, so I notice these things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I super agree with that. And I think pain, I've learned a lot about pain going through the super painful treatment with Kung Fu Men. Because mm. I had to lie there mm-hmm. every week for like three hours, like just being in pain. And there's no way out of it, like to to recover like, at that time it's like no pain no gain like literally so what do you do like i think it's very easy to usually like you know pick up your phone distract yourself but i actually find that when you, you when your mind is distracted like when i've fallen down like when your attention is scattered the pain is worse because mm-hmm. you're not like dealing with it so in my experience like there's a few ways to deal with pain, right? Like the first one is actually bare awareness. Mm-hmm. Like just being really aware of the pain. Like, And I find this is best for like low level pain. Yeah. Um, but when the pain becomes sharp, then it's a little bit more unbearable than, okay, maybe you have to do something else. But yeah, with what Jen was saying with pain is more than like, you know, the simile of the two arrows, like the Buddha says, like the first arrow is the thing that's causing like you pain maybe and then the second arrow is like your suffering that you add on to it that's unnecessary yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the mental suffering like probably thinking about pain it's like oh this is so painful you know like the narratives and like it actually amplifies the pain and so i found like with kung fu man it's like if i just be aware of the pain mm. and you actually get interested in the pain mm. it's like what does the pain actually feel like yeah you're right it moves around it changes it's actually not that painful it's actually not that bad i think it's like when we're unaware and we feel something unpleasant the mind habitually just wants to get rid of it and that's where there's extra suffering right right right. because it's like just this unpleasant sensation but when you look into it it's actually like you can localize it you can like look at this there's a center to the pain right and it's actually quite like i'm gonna sound like a total freak but it's like it can be an enjoyable experience because it's like like, oh that's quite interesting right 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 yeah 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 yeah. um and then i find that another thing that really helps is breath the breath man yep it got me through that um lying down with my broken arm and like the the idea of like i think because i practice a little bit of like breath energies so like breathing through the pain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like almost like bringing breath energy and this is gonna sound super 
big, but I think breath energy, I just envision it as like, I don't know, whatever breath energy means to you. Like, I just visualize the breath when you breathe in, like energy coming into your body and it doesn't have to be in your lungs or through your nose, but it can be into your cells. Like, um, so like breath energy coming into the area where you're feeling pain and it like, you use it as like, like you breathe through that area and it mm. almost like sifts through that pain and it brings relief. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really like cleansing and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. The breath, it's really powerful. Like remember that story? There's a story of Ajahn Lee in the forest. Oh yeah. Like deep in the forest or something like, who like had a heart attack and then he used breath meditation to like save himself essentially. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, the breath, it's pretty mysterious. Um, I think a lot of people who go through childbirth, I think they understand a bit about breath meditation because the or but people who have studied mid, midwifery, for example, you need to be able to like sit there with the person giving birth and train them to like do breath, do deep breaths mm. while you're in labor. Yeah, I don't know if it's because like when you use the breath, maybe it regulates your body and also like because I, I used to use breath meditation for period pains like if I have period pain I'll just like sit and it's like I direct the attention through the area where I'm feeling pain and it feels like your whole body because you know when you meditate like you feel like you're regulating your body right and it's like you just feel balanced and then also the pain has alleviated somehow mm. yeah and maybe it's also a degree of like you're relaxed so you're not tensing up that area where you're feeling pain yeah. And you're not yeah. adding to the pain. Because I think a lot of it is tensing up around the pain. Yeah. Mm. But if you can relax around the pain, then it's not too bad. Um, right. And yeah, the last thing, if everything else fails, then patient endurance. Yeah. There were so many moments where I just like wanted to punch Kung Fu Man. Because yeah. he's like <laughs> inflicting pain. Sometimes it's like, I think there were moments where he's like, how are you like bearing with this? How are you like other people would be like screaming out or like protesting? So it's almost like he wants you to feel pain. I don't know if it's like some sadistic. sadistic. Yeah. Dude, come for man, man, just a bunch of red flags. But yeah, there were moments where I just like wanna get up and just like stop. Like just wanna punch him. But it's like you know that this pain is necessary because this is exactly like it's so tight here that's why it hurts so bad Mm. so you need to bear with it Mm. and so it's like you just have to deal like sometimes i can't relax sometimes i can't breathe through it and it's like you just have to deal like teeth teeth gritting kind of patient endurance Mm. yeah or like sometimes ignore it like try to focus on something else yeah 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 so yeah i think this is this is i don't know how you can deal with pain if you have to deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like, okay, zoom out, see if you actually have to deal with this pain or is there a way out of it? Like, is, is there another way it can be addressed? Yeah, yeah. and listen to your body. And sometimes um, whatever activity that you do and you think you have to grit through or tolerate it, um, I think Buddhism has taught me that prerequisite is compassion. So compassion mm-hmm. on the body and um, know what you're doing. For what purpose yeah. am I doing this or am I actually like, do I need to do this? Do I need to feel the pain? Yeah. If not, cancel, eliminate, take drugs. I don't know. 
Like now, I think my pain tolerance is, it's either my period pains are much worse yeah. or my pain tolerance is much worse. Okay. So I just take Nurofen now, like a weakling. It feels weak, but it's like, well, I got a lot going on in my life, man. Got this ankle thing, got a lot to deal with. Sometimes it's like, I just don't have the space in my mind to deal with this pain, yeah. which is cool. Like, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Take it easy. Take a chill pill. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll wrap it there. Um, yeah. We'll make sure to <laughs> to deal with pain. We just um, spent like 40 minutes talking about pain. pain. Is anyone going to listen to this? Sorry, guys. Not a very fun episode, but I think maybe it's it's useful if you're going through chronic pain or any kind of pain. Yeah, I think it's beneficial. I think it's um, going to be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't about mental yeah. pain though like that's a bit different maybe that's a different topic yeah, for another time yeah 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 make sure you guys follow us on instagram we have an instagram page it's called at you awake underscore podcast that's our name let us know your experience about pain as well physical pain or anything kind of like broken bones that you've gone through um <laughs> um, send through your extras yeah we need we need to see them or share pics gruesome gruesome photos i love them uh dm me please um if you have any thoughts or questions you would like to send them through please do so we'd love to talk to you and see you in the next episode um we're going to try and do that um as organically as possible and sometimes on our schedule but we'll definitely be there so i'll see you in the next episode thank you very very much for listening Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.